scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level 2 begins now, now, now. I am Gabe Morency. This is Sports Rage. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down as we pick up the pieces after uh, we've all been permanently scarred uh, after watching New Orleans beat down over the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stop the count. Stop the count. Stop the count. Stop the count. Like that was, it was like, can, can we stop right now? Like, stop it. He's already dead. Um, look, he's stealing all the burgers. As, um, yeah, Tom Terrible got beaten down pretty good. Uh, tonight. Hard to believe he's actually played two worst football games in this, but it turns out this was his third worst performance statistically, QBR rating wise. Third uh, worst performance in Tom Brady's uh, history. And, uh, major shakeups as far as the, the conference and Super Bowl futures are concerned. Uh, the New Orleans Saints were 13 to 1. Now uh, they check in at uh, plus 750. Massive drop. Uh, New Orleans Saints now plus 400 to win the NFC. Uh, teams. Uh, been taking advantage of Seattle and putting points up on the board. The Buffalo Bills did just that. They hang 44 on Seattle today. The Buffalo Bills are 7-2 and two for the first time since 1993. Uh, and in 1993, the Buffalo Bills made the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills are the first team uh, since the 2018 Rams. 20-plus first downs in the first nine games of the season. Uh, the 2018 Rams made the Super Bowl. Correlations, uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, everything is starting to line up uh, for them uh, right now. And the Buffalo Bills are underdogs uh, this week as we will get into the Week 10 uh, line check. We're breaking it down. Uh, the Buffalo Bills aren't the only resurgent team right now in the AFC East. Tua uh, makes it two for two. As uh, Tua didn't have to do anything in his uh, his debut last week against the Los Angeles Rams, uh, Tua did have to do something today, and he did a lot of things uh, today. Miami wins 34-31. Zane Gonzalez's 49-yard field goal falls short. Short. A 49-yard field goal short. It was dead center. It was dead center. Like, everybody's watching it like, yeah, that's going in. And at the last second, it just dropped. Uh, Yeah, really? 49 yards? You expect that from a kid that plays for Kent State. An NFL kicker short? Ooh. Oh, that that ain't good. Late night anger management class. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, level two, throwing it down. Big man on campus normally joins us. Uh, on Sundays, but he had a late uh, situation that he had to deal with uh, right before the show. Uh, so he'll join us uh, later in the week, but we're having a good time uh, recapping 
uh, recapping week nine. And, you know, show's flying by as it always does. Quick as 120 minutes in sports talk uh, radio. Uh, we haven't, we, we focused on the NFC. We'll get into the AFC odds. I want to take a look at the numbers for week 10. We'll talk some college football. AP top 25 is out. Uh, new, new rankings. Uh, so a lot of stuff to get to. But, um, you know, you look at uh, Josh Allen, and I was just thinking about the class of, you know, the quarterbacks uh, that year. And so Baker Mayfield goes first overall. Who's a better quarterback, Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen? Yeah, I don't think this takes long to, to answer that, right? Is there anybody listening, tuning in, watching right now that says, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield's better than Josh Allen? Baker Mayfield blows. And think, like, look at Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen's doing things that only Mahomes does and only Peyton Manning did. And, and, and like I said, we can repeat this stuff, but, you know, I'm sure it gets tiresome. But it's almost every couple of weeks. We're like, all right, Josh Allen's the first quarterback since this guy to do it. Oh, Josh Allen just did something that no one's ever done before, right? Yet every second commercial on TV is Baker Mayfield. Every second commercial on TV is Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson is better than Baker Mayfield. I don't see any commercials. He's in a Microsoft like Surface commercial that's like the league sponsor. So whatever, like they threw him a bone with that. But you know what I mean? Like, look at, like, all the hype Baker Mayfield gets. And, you know, like, somebody in our chat, John, asked, uh, why why is it that Josh Allen doesn't get respect? And is it because he plays in Buffalo? I think it's part of it. You know, Buffalo, they're not on national television much. And when they, they have been, they've gotten blown out this year. That's another thing, too, right? The Bills were on TV, like, two times in a row in a span of a week, and they lost both games. And Allen didn't really play well. But it wasn't just him. It was just sort of the Bills. It was the COVID stuff. The, their schedule got thrown out of whack. They thanked the Tennessee Titans for that crap. Like, I'm dead serious. I was pissed about it then, and I'm pissed about it now still. It threw everything out of a loop. Like, the Bills didn't know who they were playing, guys. All right? Like, the league basically doesn't care about anything. So the league told the Bills, well, you might play the Titans on Tuesday. And if not, you'll play the Chiefs on Thursday. Or you'll play on Sunday or whatever. Like, so the Bills literally had to plan for like two games and two teams, the Chiefs and the Titans. And you know, clearly they didn't plan very well for either of them. But uh, it was, and, and the Bills played, you know, on a Tuesday and then a Monday and it threw them off. And, you know, they didn't respond well to it. It is what it is. But they're back on track. They're seven and two. But it's just crazy. Like, look at the attention. Look at the attention that Baker Mayfield gets. Like every second commercial is that progressive commercial with Baker Mayfield living at the stadium. It's like, yeah, we get it, dude. Like, what has Baker Mayfield done to warrant television commercials? Like, really? Like, what has he done to warrant, like, having brand name major sponsors? Like, he's the face of the league. Like, he's an average quarterback. You see, without, he's surrounded by superstar weapons. I mean, the guy's got Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Like, seriously, dude? And you still suck, right? Like, he's the weak link on that team. And now Odell's hurt, and you saw they, they couldn't do anything. Like, they couldn't move the ball at all, right? Oh, he's hurt and stuff, whatever. How about Sam Darnold? How about Sam Darnold? Remember when people actually used to say Sam Darnold and everyone could Sam Darnold was like the boy wonder, but Josh Allen was like the big loser. Right, but oh, Sam Donald this, Sam Donald that. Yeah, yeah. The only thing Sam Donald, the only record Sam Donald's ever uh, set is being the only starting quarterback in the NFL to miss games due to getting mono. That's his accomplishments in, in his NFL career. 
That's like, so, you know, Lamar Jackson was in that draft and he was a steal late. And is, is Josh Allen better than Lamar Jackson? Um, I think he probably is, to be honest. Yes. This is bold. And I wasn't prepared to walk into this dark alley right now. But Lamar Jackson runs the ball. He's not a great pocket passer. He's okay. Like, put it this way. As, as time goes on, Josh Allen will just keep getting better and Lamar will get worse. Because Lamar's speed will decline as he gets older. Teams are going to take that away from him. He's not a great pocket passer. Now, to Lamar Jackson's defense, he doesn't have great weapons to work with either. He really doesn't. People don't talk about that enough. Baltimore don't have like a lot of great offensive players. But listen, Lamar Jackson's Lamar. He gets all the hype and he runs around and stuff. I'm not so sure. Like I'd rather like if you know if you ask me right now if I would trade Lamar Jackson. If I, I'm a Bills fan, if you told me right now, listen, Baltimore. Baltimore want to go in a different direction. They want to trade. They'll give you Lamar Jackson for Josh Allen. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I wouldn't trade him. Josh Allen can run like Lamar, and he can throw better than Lamar. He's bigger than Lamar. He, he's more durable. He'll last longer, like, in his career. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Josh Allen's got a cannon for an arm. Like, he's not dependent on his legs. I think it's an interesting, I don't know. Do you guys think I'm crazy? Would you trade Josh Allen? All right, it is very late right now. It's very late right now, but I'll throw it out there on Twitter. Would you trade Josh Allen for Lamar Jackson? I would not. I'll take Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. Bold, I stand by it. I stand by it, and I stand by it from a big picture. I'm not talking about who's had a better career, but whatever. They really, both of them haven't done anything. Um, you know, what's Lamar Jackson done? He's ran around a lot. He's put up a bunch of yards and he's lost in the playoffs both times, like right away. Hasn't accomplished anything. And like I said, I like Lamar Jackson, but Josh Allen's a more complete quarterback than Lamar Jackson is. He's a more, he's a more complete quarterback. Like, he's a more, like, Josh, dude, Josh Allen's got a way better arm than Lamar Jackson does. Like, um, he's a better, he's a better pocket passer. He's, he's very mobile when he has to be, but he doesn't have to be because he's throwing it around a lot all over the place now. And as I stated, Josh Allen's young, but he's not dependent on his legs. So, like, where, how good of a quarterback do you think Lamar Jackson is going to be in three years? Like, is Lamar Jackson going to be lighting it up and, like, throwing for four touchdowns and stuff? Because Lamar ain't going to be running around in four years. He's going to start to lose his speed. He's going to get hit as time goes on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's lighting it up right now. And I like Lamar Jackson. I've always been a pro Lamar Jackson quarterback, but he's not, he's not as good as he's hyped up to be. Right? It's funny how the media works because I, I liked him out of college a lot. And I said, you're getting a steal with Lamar Jackson. But so it went from the media thought he was terrible and like, that's why oh he sucked. And like, you know, I mean, they mocked him. Oh, he's not smart. And that's why he's going to fall. He can't learn like all the dog whistle stuff, all, all the usual routine crap. But they, so that's what the media does, though. Like they went from saying that he was no good to he's the greatest thing ever. All right. But it's somewhere in between. 
But I would rather have Josh Allen as my quarterback long term than Lamar Jackson. If I'm the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens called and said a straight up swap right now, we'll give you Lamar Jackson, you give us Josh Allen. I'd be saying, I'd say, you're crazy, man. Why are you calling me with this? Because I know you know, I know you know our guy's better than your guy. That's why you want to make the trade. I would have made that trade. I say no. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. You know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Marenzi. Bet your rage. Level two. Quickest 120 minutes uh, in sports. So we're talking about Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, uh, but he's not the only young quarterback uh, who's been getting it done. So we talked about Tua a little bit. He didn't have to do anything, Tua, last week against the Rams. Uh, we all knew that the uh, the Dolphins were going to have to put some points up on the board if they were going to beat uh, Arizona, and uh, they did just that. They put 34 up. As we mentioned, Arizona was looking to tie the game at the end of regulation, and um, uh, Gonzalez was short on a 49-yard field goal. Very, very strange. Like, you'll see, you'll see, you know, 49-yard you should make, all right? It's, you know, these guys aren't perfect and stuff, but we've seen how bad the kicking has been this year. Yet, you know, you should make a 49-yarder. Yet, normally if a guy's going to miss, you never see a guy miss short in the NFL. You know what I mean? They'll shank it. They'll put it wide left, wide right or whatever, but they're not going to, like, come up short. I don't know what happened. It's bizarre world. The guy's a good kicker, too. He's, he's, he's one of the better kickers in the NFL, actually. But is anyone one of the better kickers in the NFL? Probably not. Like, you know, Butker misses extra points all the time. Butker missed a chip shot today. Like, uh, I don't know. You know, Will Putz, uh, a.k.a. Lutz, missed a kick uh, last week. An easy one. It happens. It's been happening a lot, though. Field goal kickers have had a bad year this year. So Tua, though, 20-28. People wondered if he could pass. Yeah, he kick can pass, all right? Tua's the real deal. We knew he was going to be the real deal. Uh, we cashed a prop with Tua. It was a pretty nice one, actually. Tua's rushing yard prop was 11 and a half rushing yards. He had uh, seven carries for 35. How about this? Kyler Murray's rushing yard prop was 43. You want to talk about free money. We hit it, uh, but he finished with 106. 11 carries for 106. Kyler Murray's probably going to finish in the top 10 rushing in the NFL this year, like for a quarterback. He also threw for 283 yards. Big day. A big day for Kyler Murray. Threw three touchdowns, but... You know, don't look now, man, but the Miami Dolphins are five and three. People were like, oh, you're three and three, and you took Fitzpatrick out. I guarantee you, if Fitzpatrick played in the last two weeks, they, they're not two and oh. They're not two and oh. Fitzpatrick would have thrown an interception today, cost them the game and stuff. Come on. Look at Tua. Didn't throw any interceptions. It's funny. Oh, I can't believe you're taking Fitzpatrick out now. What, Fitzpatrick? Yeah, we're taking him out. We're putting Tua in. All right, now you almost wonder, why'd you wait so long to put two in? 
Seriously, what'd you wait so long for? What, for Ryan Fitzpatrick? Pick Patrick? So two is 20 at 28, 248 yards passing, two touchdowns, rushes for 35 more yards. Great performance, and Tua beats Kyler Murray again. Remember, he beat him with Alabama a couple of years ago. Beat him with Bama a couple of years ago. Think what Miami is. People don't realize it, but they've got a very good secondary, Miami. Um, they do. Like they, they've got a good secondary. They've got a pretty good defense, actually. Like they've spent, they spent a lot of money on it in the offseason, but they do. I mean, Jones, Howard, they've got a good secondary. They've got playmakers on the defensive side of the football. And we're seeing now, you know, their offense is starting to come together. Uh, Devontae Parker today, uh, it was very balanced attack with Parker Williams. Uh, Gasicki had three catches for 42 yards. Parker, six for 64. But the Miami Dolphins, five and three right now. And, you know, it's funny because we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and then, you know, the 1993 team was seven and two and they made it to the Super Bowl. But there's a little bit of that feeling now again. You know, like the Buffalo Bills used to be the team to beat in the AFC in the early 90s. And, and you know, they would beat the, the Miami Dolphins and Dan Marino. It was a rivalry. Marino and the Dolphins were damn good, but they couldn't beat the Bills. And um, the Raiders were good in those days. The Raiders were good. Remember, the Raiders made it to the AFC Conference Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the Bills stomped them like 51-3. I'll never forget that day. That was one of my best, like, uh, that was one of my most favorite football fan runs and betting runs, too. Like, you know, when you're a fan of a team and you're betting big on them and they just keep winning? <laughs> like, it was one of those deals. I remember, like, they played the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs that year. They played the Dolphins. They only had to play two games, right? So they had home field, so, like, advantage. The Bills used to always have a bye in those days. It was good, the good old days. So I remember we played the Miami Dolphins. And I was a little concerned because they were good. And, you know, it was Dan Marino. We always beat them. So I was like, man, one of these times he's going to beat us. But um, I remember I bet real big on the game. And the Bills won like 38-27, I think the score was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. 38-27, like that type of thing. 38-28, 39-27, or 30, I think it was 38-27. But the Bills covered and it went over the number. So I cashed it. And then the next week, I loaded up. I loaded up. The Bills played the um, the Bills played the Raiders in the AFC Conference Championship game, and um, they beat them fifty-one-three. I never seen a team call a timeout on defense on the first drive of the game, <laughs> but the Raiders did. Like the Bills got the ball and like were like going right down the field, and like the Raiders like called timeout, like had like a little like group huddle and stuff, and it didn't help. Except uh, the Bills wasted some of those points. I think that was the year we lost to the. Uh, it's hard to keep track. They, they were always there. Well, I think I think that was the year they lost to the Giants. Right? They came off the Raider win. They were seven point favorites. Uh, but nevertheless, it sort of has that feel again. Look, the Patriots are crap again right now. So the Patriots are out of the way. So the Patriots are crap. The Dolphins are competing for a playoff spot, and you can listen and you can argue the Dolphins are competing for a division title right now. Right, the Bills, uh, the Bills beat them earlier this year, and I'm not saying the Dolphins are going to catch the Bills, but you know they're two games back. Right, they're five and three. They're in the mix, and they're definitely in the playoff mix right now in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins, and as are the Raiders. So it's it's a little it's nice. It's a little uh, blast uh, blast to the past.
uh, so to speak, in the National Football League right now. And, you know, I think it's time for some fresh blood, right? We're all tired of watching the New England Patriots in the playoffs all the time, right? There's, it's been the same teams all the time. So it's cool if we start to get, like, you know, you know the Miamis, the Bills, the Raiders of the world. Um, and I, it's, it shakes things up a little bit. It makes it funner and fresher right now. But let's give credit to the Miami Dolphins, a 5-3 and three football team right now. And two is the real deal. Gives them a chance to win. Gives them a chance to win. If you look at their schedule right now, it's a manageable one as well. That's why I'm saying, like, the Dolphins, guys, Dolphins are a team to keep, keep our eye on right now. Like, as far as making the playoffs, we'll get you some, some playoff prop numbers here. FanDuel has to make the playoffs up. But they handle their business today. They handle their business against the Rams. They handle their business against uh, the Jets. And they beat San Francisco. Like, don't look now, but the Miami Dolphins are on a four-game win streak. And they have a very winnable game next week. They host the Chargers. So another high-scoring game. We'll bet the over of this one. They host, uh, they host the Chargers. Late game, 405. Strange. 405. Um, and then after that, they're at Denver. It's a winnable game. Winnable game for Miami. Then they're at the New York Jets. They will win that game. Then they're they host Cincinnati. Then they're they host KC. That's a problem. Then they get the uh, the Patriots. The Patriots suck. Then they're at the Raiders, and then they're at the Bills. I'll tell you what. That second to last game of the year for the Miami Dolphins against the Raiders could be a very big one. That could be a playoff eliminator. They both have the same record. They both seem like they're not going anywhere right now. As in, I mean, they're not going away. Like, uh, we talked about it. I like the Raiders today. We cashed a ticket. I don't know why I didn't win, like, $2,000 today. You know, the stupid props killed me tonight. And they said, you know, just the fact that the Bucs scored three points was just devastating. Like, wow. God, are you guys useless. God, are you useless. I hate, like, doing who ruined your Sunday. Man, we had a good Sunday, too, up until this train wreck. And I started to get the feeling late. I'm like, they're not going to score a touchdown, are they? Like, I knew Brady was going to. Like, I knew it. I knew it. Like, when Gronkowski dropped the ball, I was like, they're not going to score. Like, every time they got inside the 10, I was like, yeah, they won't score. And, you know, they didn't. But, so, yeah, the Miami Dolphins are the real deal, guys. And when I say the real deal, they're a competitive football team that can play with anybody. All right? Now, I'm not saying the Chiefs and stuff, and they're not the elite of the elite, but the Dolphins are in the playoff mix right now. Uh, We talk about the Raiders. The Raiders are in the playoff mix. The AFC... And it's just the Buffalo Bills luck, isn't it? In which it might be a year that they have, like, you know, maybe the second best record in the conference, maybe. And there's only one bye this year. Pittsburgh survived today. We like the Cowboys today, too. And we hit the Garrett Gilbert props. Like I like I said, I don't I won so many picks today. I don't know. Like it's rare that it happens that I have a winning record and I ended up losing, but that's what happened today due to this stupid game at nighttime. Very stupid game at nighttime. But you look at the AFC right now, man. Kansas City are the team to beat. But they're not invincible. You see, like the teams, you can play with KC. The only problem is they got Mahomes, right? Like when the going gets tough, they've got Mahomes. And like Mahomes really is a stud, right? Like the guy really is. I mean, 25 touchdown passes on the year, one interception. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't get rattled when they're down. Like the Chiefs have been down a few times. They don't get rattled. He doesn't get rattled. Like for a young dude, he's got ice in his veins, this guy. Uh, Man, he's good. He's really tough to beat, but they're not impossible to beat. 
right? But they are the team to beat. They definitely are the team to beat. Like, if you ask me who's winning the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you, Kansas City. But, you know, listen, Pittsburgh are 8-0, and and Pittsburgh are good. Like, people, like, a lot of people don't buy into Pittsburgh because, you know, they this and that. There's always an excuse why they don't think they're great. But, you know, Pittsburgh, you got to give them credit. They're in the mix. But you don't get the feeling that, like, Pittsburgh is unbeatable or anything like that, even though they are 8-0. Like, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. I like my chances against the Steelers. Like, I'm not scared to play the Steelers. I'm not calling them out. I don't want to give them any bulletin board material. (laughs) I'm not calling them out, but I'm just stating that they're beatable, right? But there's a lot of teams in the playoff mix right now. All right, we're going to check week 10 lines on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Portraits late night to J.D. Stiberanski, 844-843-6879. We'll get to the pipelines uh, in a couple of moments. We promised a line check. And I'll tell you what, this is the week the most that the games have jumped off the screen at me where almost every game I looked at the point spread. I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, that's a weird number. I don't understand that. All right. And so let's start off. So we have Monday Night Football. Who cares? All right, whatever. We'll break down this game on game time decisions. Uh, there's, I don't want to talk about this game now. Uh, the Patriots and the Jets. It's nine and a half. That's the spread now. Patriots are minus nine and a half. The total's 41 and a half. I got to be honest, to be real, like, the New York Jets are the play. That's like, that's how bad this is. The New York Jets are the play. You can't lay nine and a half with this Patriot team. This Patriot team's going nowhere. They're beat up. They're injured. I know it's the Jets, but I know it's the Jets. This is one of these deals. You do like you did what I did with the Cowboys today. We'll tease the Jets. You get the Jets up to 16 and a half, over 34 and a half. And it should get there in an ugly, should be ugly, but nine and a half is a lot of points in this game. But we'll break it down on game time decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern on these radio stations. So let's get into the numbers week 10. Um, Indianapolis Colts lose today. And Phillip Rivers is a problem, man. All right. And, you know, we were talking about dead arm earlier. And it's not that Phillip Rivers has a dead arm, but it's past dead arm. Like the guy like throws these. He's never had a strong arm in his career. He's never had a strong arm. And he's not mobile. So, you know, there's a big problem. Like, if the Colts fall behind ever, they're screwed. That's just the the bottom line. They've got to get ahead all the time, and they're not going to be able to pull it off all the time. The Colts aren't, like, terrible, but, you know, so the Colts are getting two and a half at Tennessee. I look at this game, I think the Tennessee Titans are a far better football team than Indianapolis. I I don't trust Phillip Rivers going on the road in this spot. And I've been wrong a couple of times, but whatever. I was wrong when he beat the Bears. That's different. 
I think the Titans are back on track. It was an ugly win today for the Titans, but I just added up like who I just trust. There's more to trust about the Titans at home in Tannehill. They even have fans there, right? So they've got fans. Um, I want to get to the Notre Dame fans. Yeah, they've got fans there. Great social distancing uh, going on in Indiana, guys. Good job. Uh, great job. Not a, not a shock, though, um, considering the head of Notre Dame went to that super spreader event at the White House and didn't wear a mask. So the finer institution of higher learning, Notre Dame. They teach you uh, chemistry and they teach you how to get coronavirus. So Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee. Tennessee's minus two and a half. I like the Titans in this game. It's a big game. This is going to decide the division. It's a big game. But I think the Titans are the play. I think the Titans are a better football team. I got a better running back, a better quarterback. I got home field. The defense is, yeah, Indy's defense is better. Indy has a good defense. I don't trust the Colts' offense. It's only two and a half. It's minus 144 on the money line right now. I like the Tennessee Titans there. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are getting nine and a half at Pittsburgh. And... Pittsburgh are eight, no, but you saw today, like Pittsburgh's what happens. Like Pittsburgh have a target on their back right now. And, you know, I don't think Pittsburgh going to run the table or anything like that. And I don't think they care about running the table, but it's not going to be easy for them. Like if you look at Pittsburgh's win differential and stuff, like I can understand, like there, I give them credit. I respect the Steelers. I think they're good. And I didn't think it was a good spot for them today. But since the Steelers are eight, no, right now, they're laying a lot of points, right, because of their record. And I tell you what, man, Joe Burrow can, you know, Joe Burrow is Joey cover, right? Joe Burrow, that back door is, Joey back door is always open with Burrow out there, that back door for the back door cover. Joe Burrow is fearless. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't care about blowing you out. Pittsburgh's just trying to, uh, Pittsburgh's just trying to win football games right now, as we saw today against Dallas. You know, my initial reaction to this is the number's a little high. And it might go up even. I don't think so because I think the so-called Sharps will probably take the Bengals here. But, you know, we'll see if we can get a 10. But so far, like I said, the Colts and Titans, I like the Titans. Bengals-Steelers, I think the number's too high at 9.5. Uh, Houston Texans at Cleveland Browns, eh, I don't. Eh. I think losing Odell Beckham hurts the Browns a lot more than people realize. Like, um, you, you know, and if you, I'm actually surprised how inefficient they were without him. But like people don't, like, people criticize Odell and stuff, but they don't realize how good he is. Like he's freaking good. All right. Like you've got a double team of him stuff. So he opens things up for everybody else. So it's not just him and what he does. Like Odell, it's a crime that he's stuck with Baker Mayfield. Like imagine if Odell Beckham was on the New Orleans Saints. Right. Imagine if he was on the Saints. Imagine, like, you know, if he was on, you know, on a pass, you know, the Rams or something. You know, he was buried on the Giants. He's buried on the Browns. And even on the Giants, though, whatever, he had put up good numbers with Eli, even though they, you know, they weren't that great. But so Houston and Cleveland, Cleveland are three-point favorites. I can't trust them. I can't trust them. They're coming off the bye. Baker's going to be healthier. He is beat up, but I can't trust them. I don't like this game. I don't really trust Houston either. I would take Houston in a teaser, though, for sure, at plus 10. I like that because I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Jacksonville gets 14 at Green Bay right now. Uh, Jake Luton was the starting quarterback today. Threw a 77-yard touchdown pass on his second pass, second play from scrimmage today. 
they hung around. They covered the number, actually. And props to uh, Teddy Covers, who will join us on Thursday. And that's the pick that he gave us. He said he liked the Jags plus the points. It was the ultimate backdoor job, but they don't ask you how it got there when you cash the ticket at the window. So Jacksonville gets 14 at Green Bay. I, you know, I don't have a strong feel for this one way or the other. I, but I would be Jacksonville or pass. I'm not, I wouldn't be laying 14. But I'm just saying, like, the, 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 the Colt spread jumped off the page at me, jumped off the screen. Two and a half, I'm like, uh, I'm like man, yeah, yeah, I'll take the Titans over the Colts. The Bengals Steelers, I look at that, I'm like, yeah, I'll have the Bengals in my back pocket. It's a lot of points, nine and a half. Texans get three at the Browns. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of a tough one. I don't really fully trust Houston, but Houston have better players. But, you know, Cleveland off a bye, it's a tough game. You take Houston plus 10 in a teaser, that should hit because I doubt Cleveland wins by more than 10. Uh, we talk about Jacksonville and Green Bay. It's 14, total 53 and a half. As far as the totals are concerned, for those of you interested, uh, the Patriots and the Jets total is 41 and a half. The Colts and the Titans total is an even 50. All right, so tomorrow it's real low, right? Because they both suck their offenses and stuff. It's a tough game. Ah, man, you got to believe they can get to 42 points, though, these teams tomorrow, don't you? I think Cam Newton will be better against the Jets. Um, but I don't know. We'll break that game down tomorrow. But the, the Colts-Titans, the total is 50. The Bengals-Steelers total is 47 and a half. The Texans-Browns total is 53 and a half. The Jags and Packers total is 53 and a half. And the Packers lay 14. Uh, I hate to say it's a big game, but we've got a big NFC East game coming up because the Giants are actually uh, now with two wins. <laughs> That's how pathetic this division is. Like the Giants now have two wins, and they're they're only one win back of the the leading uh, Philadelphia Eagles with three. So it is a big game, and they nearly beat the Eagles the other time they played. They covered, so they play again. You know, Daniel Jones has won five times as a quarterback in the NFL, and four of them are against Washington. All right, we got big card Julio actually, and let me just so let's get Julio in here. Uh, let me just rattle this off. Buffalo are one and a half point underdogs, guys. Like, really? Really? Okay. They're seven and two, and they're getting a point and a half out of Arizona. The total's 53 and a half. Uh, the Raiders are red hot. They're laying four and a half to Denver. Total's 51. Fun football game. Dolphins minus two and a half against the Chargers. How? Chargers suck. Dolphins are good. I, You know, the Chargers are the one team that the book, like, way over respects every week. I don't get it, man. We talked about it all week. I don't know why the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders, all they do is win. All the Chargers do is lose. And what happened? And now we've got a red-hot Dolphin team that's won four games in a row, and they're only two-and-a-half-point favorites. Come on. Big card Julio steps up and in Chicago, Windy City. What's up, Julio? Gabe, hope you're doing well. Great job uh, on the picks, and hope everyone did well this weekend. If I look at the college football opening, opening line numbers, uh, one game that pops up on the board. What's that, Gabe? Uh, no, go on, uh, Julio. Say it again. Go on, Julio. Continue. <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. My apologies. Michigan. Um, you know, I feel I feel bad for uh, all my friends here in the Midwest with uh, the way that the uh, the Wolverines are playing. But I'm looking at the line this weekend for college football, and honestly, I think uh, might jump on the over in the Michigan game quickly with uh, tomorrow's Monday night game. I think both quarterbacks throw an interception. In fact, 
I think Cam Newton's number plus 120 for Cam Newton to throw an interception. Going to grab that tomorrow. Under 20 and a half in the first half of the Monday night game between the Patriots and the Jets. Uh, I'm going to do some alternate alternate lines on the under to grab some plus values. So right now it's at 41 and a half. I'm going to try to go down to even as low as 36 and a half. I got 21, 10, 21, 13 as the final score. So I'm going to, again, try to go down in the alternate <laughs> lines on the under to as low as about 36 and a half. So depending on where your book under. is, try to grab the best value. Why don't, you tease it to the, why don't you tease it to the under, Julio? Uh, I might do that with the Jets, but if Joe Flacco's playing, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I might add that to the card. You know, you, you, you might you might get me sold on that car there, Gabe. Uh, well, you know what? Teaser, if, if, uh, if it is Joe Flacco, and, you know, I see Sam, now he's been downgraded to doubtful, um, I can't. I can't pull the trigger on Joe Flacco. Like Sam Darnold, at least can run around a bit, right, and extend plays. I'm not a big Darnold fan, right. but he's he, he's not terrible. But Joe Flacco, dude, is just uh, yeah, he's like you might as well have Drew Bledsoe out there, bro. You know what I mean? You're like Brett Favre, Gabe, like you, at his age, might be as good as Joe Flacco is now. And you worked out in New in, uh, in the New York City area, and you know about the tabloids. So according to some of the the papers out there, Flacco is. Uh, kind of giving the Patriots some bulletin board material talking about they're not the same without Tom Brady. The last thing you want to do is to give Belichick and the Patriots any bulletin board material. So again, I'm, if, if it's Flacco starting tomorrow, I'll pay the juice. I'll get a little pulp in my lemonade and get the over interception on Flacco at minus 177. Again, I got 2110, so I'm going to go as under in the alternate props as low as 36 and a half. And uh, I'm not even going to watch the game tomorrow. I'm going to hang out with the missus, <laughs> maybe watch a show. So I, I'm more excited, Gabe, for the Miami of Ohio Buffalo Bulls game than I am the Monday night game tomorrow night. What did yeah. ESPN do to deserve all these terrible games? You know, they're, they're paying billions of dollars for this NFL deal, and they're getting just the worst of the worst. I mean, people are going to watch it because they're degenerate gamblers and they're depressed uh, Jet fans, but uh, – yeah, I'm not going to watch a cent of this game. I'll have, like, maybe 10 plays, but I'm not going to watch. Yeah, you know what, Julio? I brought it up earlier, too. And I got to be honest, too. Like, I've ignored this game. I knew that Sam Darnold, I knew that he was hurt. Uh, but I didn't think he was going to wuss out again. And it looks like he is wussing out again. I'm reading Adam Gase here saying that he practiced over the weekend. Uh, he practiced yesterday, but he felt uncomfortable. And uh, he didn't have the velocity, and he was uncomfortable making some throws. You know, we talked about the quarterback class here, and always a pleasure, uh, Julio. May the winners be yours. Here, guys. Late night continues. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. We're just three minutes morning here. Quick, it's 120 minutes in support. 
Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Uh, you tuned in. We'll be back at the 6 o'clock Eastern tomorrow to break down the uh, the big, big, oh, God, the big Monday nighter, huh? Really? Really, they got to do it to us? Uh, you know, like I said, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I've never seen a major sports property league always put crap on primetime. Like, basically, like, Sunday night football is the only game that isn't crap. Thursday night is a crap sketch. Monday night is a crap sketch. But I don't understand. Like, the NBA put their best on TV. Right? Like every Tuesday and Thursday, they put their star players and their best players on TV. The NFL, I don't know. The NFL is like too cool for it, right? They must just get a laugh. Ha 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 ha. Like, whoa, tomorrow we'll give them the Patriots and the Jets. As Big Card Julio brought up, uh, the fact is, I've been talking about this for years. ESPN, I don't know. Like, I, it's amazing to me that NBC somehow, like, NBC does nothing for the NFL. You know what I mean? Like NBC, whatever. Like what does NBC do? NBC doesn't do anything for the NFL. Like ESPN cover the NFL 24 hours a day. They promote the hell out of their league. Like they have a million NFL shows. Think of like all the stuff ESPN does for the NFL. Like all the promotion that ESPN gives the NFL. Like they, ESPN protects the NFL. Like they don't criticize the NFL. Like think of everything that ESPN does for the NFL and look at what the NFL does back to ESPN. They give them crap every Monday. And I don't know what it is. It's crazy. They even pay more money than NBC. Like, I don't know how NBC shook down the NFL so hard and basically got, like, flex. How can you flex Sunday and not Monday? Oh, no, no, you can't do it on Monday, but you can do it on Sunday. Right? Like, how is it? Why, why not? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, ESPN get the last choice, essentially. Like, the way it works is, like, the, like, so Fox and CBS get to pick whatever games they want right, for like the afternoons. And then after, uh, they can pick like their main one, but then after NBC gets to pick, right? So ESPN's like down the list here. ESPN's down the list and they don't really get to pick anything. They don't control anything. So get ready for Monday Night Football on ESPN. <laughs> Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Later.